Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast. Before we get started, we've got a couple voicemails in the mailbag. First up is one from our friend Jonathan Leonard from a couple weeks ago that I forgot to put into the last episode. And he's got a cool story about turnaround. Hey, Greg. This is Jonathan again. Uh, just got done listening to your turnaround episode. Uh, it just made me think of uh, my favorite kind of piece of banter that happened in recent years that they might be giants because uh, they did they played this on uh, one of their I like fun I don't know webcast shows I forgot what date that was but uh, for some reason at that particular show when plans how he hand writes the set list he just wrote down the word turnin with a nin and with the with the apostrophe and uh, was going over how that led himself and the band to be confused for a second when looking at the set list about what song Flansburg was even uh, talking about. And they uh, said, oh, it's one of their blues standards and kind of did this improvised little uh, blues song where basically the only lyric was just them going, turning. But uh, anyways, uh, it's, that song's always been one of my favorites, so... Anyways, uh, thanks for the show as always, and keep it up, Greg. Bye. Thanks for calling in as always, Jonathan. And then our other best friend, Spencer Parks. Spencer's here to talk about uh, the Neck Rolls episode. Hello, They Might Be Giants family. This is Spencer. Uh, I am calling about the Neck Rolls aren't working. Is it aren't or aren't? He turned it into two syllables. Um, What have I got to say? Uh, blockbuster music. I have a very specific memory of going to my local blockbuster music and seeing the double disc they collection of the first two albums plus all the extra stuff. And I was like, well, I have the first two albums. Why do I want this? I know. I'll listen to it here in the store. So they opened it up for me and I got to listen to it. And I think it was when I got to the that uh, like demo version of uh, Don't Let's Start. Uh, it was so different and unique. That That's the one that sold me. I was like, yep, I absolutely need this uh, double album. Uh, and, of course, there's all this extra fun stuff. Um, the Neck Rolls, The Neck Rolls, The Neck Rolls. This is a song for me because I have neck muscle things issues, and I do stretches and rolls, and they don't always work. <laughs> so I'm working on it. Um, yeah. The, the song is very uh, – when I was listening to it this morning – I, in my brain, I said it's very hitty. It's very staccato. The music, the the guitar, it's just it hits you constantly. You're constantly getting hit by it. Um, uh, I rated this eight on the wiki because 
because why not? It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, and I, I think I saw the music video when it came out, but I don't really remember it. So um, you talking about that bass player uh, is giving me the inspiration to rewatch that. So that is what I'm going to do right now. All right. I can't wait for the next episode. Bye. Uh, after he left that voicemail, I believe, was when he made a post on the Miscellaneous T Facebook group about that video, and a bunch of people gave some cool information on that. So you could probably find that uh, with a search for Necrolls in the Miscellaneous T group. But yeah, so anybody can call into the show and leave me a message. It's 224-801-2930. And on with the show. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might the be giants. They're also good. Oh, second second greatest band of all time. They, yeah, they're all right. And today I have with me former Giants drummer Dan Hickey to talk about a song that he's a character in. It's Dan versus Cog off of the TV show Brave New World. Here we go. So let's begin by introducing you to one of the world's state-of-the-art robots, COG, it's called, designed by Professor Rodney Brooks and his students at MIT. When my friends John Linnell and John Flansburg and their band They Might Be Giants visited COG, right away the drummer in the band got into this competitive thing with the robot. Now this is often how people react to intelligent machines, even semi-intelligent machines. There's a certain competitive... Tension. How's it going? It's going fine. I hear you've got some actual gigging going on now. It's a it's a gigging world again. It it's been starting to happen. I um this past weekend I I did my first fly date, so I was on a plane for the first time in over a year and a half, and honestly, it just felt good. I was just relieved to do something. I've learned how to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. That's one thing about the past year is I'm just you know, I, I very few challenges other than surviving right. um, have been sort of uh, been uh, occupying my day, right. and just the minor little nuisances and challenges of getting yourself to the airport and dealing with all that. I love that stuff. <laughs> I learned how to do it and how to be somewhat zen about it. And I'm not bad at it. Nice. And and that's what I've really missed is being able to do things that I'm not bad at doing. <laughs> it makes me feel like I've accomplished something. Uh, yeah, I saw a pretty sick video of uh, you drumming on the sole of your shoe while you were waiting in the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I posted that, yeah. I, I posted it because I was... I, I, my wife just picked those shoes up for me. 
And I was surprised and impressed with how great they work as practice fans. Because <laughs> they were nice and quiet. Because yeah. uh, I've, I've done that on other shoes, and I thought it was a little too, too obnoxious, right. so I wouldn't do it long. But right. those were freaking great. And it gave me something to do. So where did you fly to? What were you playing? I flew to Toledo, Ohio. And I just did a... I played with this woman, Lindsay Webster, who I used to play with and haven't for a while, so it was nice to reconnect. And it was some sort of... What was it? Was it actually... Yeah, it wasn't Toledo. Some little outdoor amphitheater thing. Some sort of light jazz festival. And it was fun. Cool. And it was good. Yeah. And... uh it just it it was all all good, except for the ice cream sandwich I bought at the gas station near the hotel. <laughs> it it was so bad I couldn't eat it. How do you fuck up I, an ice cream sandwich? You know, well, I think what you do is you, you freeze it, you thaw it, you freeze it, you thaw it, <laughs> and you do this an infinite amount of times. My guess is maybe overnight they shut all the electric off, so every night it has to refreeze. But there's it, it's it's. I, you know, I, I learned something about myself because I took one bite. Well, I opened it up. It looked bad. <laughs> but I thought, I really want ice cream. <laughs> so I'm going to taste it. So I took a bite. I thought, it feels a little crystalline. So it's definitely had some thawing happening. Mm-hmm. And then the taste started uh, started <laughs> developing on my tongue. And I realized... It doesn't really taste good. It's sort of reminiscent of ice cream. Uh, and but then I thought, well, maybe maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just in a mood, and so I should take another bite. So I did, and uh, same same reaction. And uh, I bought two ice cream sandwiches because oh. I wanted to get a pint of ice cream. Right. Said, these are two they're little ones. So I thought, it's way too small. I got to get two. So I'm walking back to my hotel, uh, fully committed to, to <laughs> being out on ice cream. And so the second bite, same as the first. I'm Henry VIII, I am. <laughs> and so uh, I, as, I'm, as I'm taking the third bite, I realize... There's, I'm not gaining anything from this experience. <laughs> um, Man, I, I I went in with an objective of pleasing my tongue, <laughs> and and it wasn't happening. Oh, and I realized I'm gonna bail on this. <laughs> That's a bummer. So oh, well, what I did first was I figured okay I'm throwing out that second sandwich I bought. There's no way am I gonna eat that one. Um, but then I realized, well, I shouldn't eat this one either. So, <laughs> so woe is me. So, man, do I have problems? <laughs> is, is life tough or what? A bad ice cream sandwich. Yeah, yeah, that was actually the worst part of that trip. Well, then that was a That's good a, trip, a, a successful trip. Yeah, <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. good freaking trip. And so you've got a pretty cool gig coming up soon. You said I do. Um, this Monday. In New York City at the Cutting Room, I'm going to be part of a band that's doing a tribute to Paul McCartney's Ram album. Love it. And we're doing all the songs off that and a few other ones. We're doing um, uh, we're doing Maybe I'm Amazed. Um, there's a few other songs they're throwing in from sort of that area, era. And it's so cool. Nice. Anytime getting lost in uh, 
Beatle or Beatle related music is fun. Yeah. I, but yeah. but what's I love Ram. We're doing the song. I grew up yeah. on that album. Yeah, it was one of my dad's favorites and by his request uh my band actually covered uh Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey, uh, and Hands mm-hmm. Across the Water at one point. Probably one of the hardest covers I've ever done. It was, <laughs> there's a lot to that song. I mean, we recorded is all a these lot different to that layers. Song. Yeah. You know what? I, I heard an interview with uh, Denny Sidewell recently who drummed on that album. Mm. And I was surprised by this. They recorded that track, that track intact from beginning to end. Wow. It wasn't edited each section. So they, while they're playing, they just went, okay, tempo change. Yeah. And they changed the tempo. Yeah. That's pretty hip. So we're, well, because it's live, we have to do that anyway. Yeah. But um, no, it's kind of, it's it's fun. It's nice. <laughs> it's, it's Yeah, that's super cool. And did I see that you played a gig with uh, Mr. Dan the Machine Levine? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so much fun. Yeah, it was down at a vineyard. Not far from here, West Wind Vineyard. Yeah, him and and some other really great musicians. And it was just a cover gig, and we did two sets, and it was absolutely wonderful. That's awesome. It was it was one of those gigs where I I realized, oh, my job today is not to keep time because everyone in the band knows how to do that. My job is to actually be musical yeah. and and try and do something interesting. It's fun when that happens, nice. and uh, being being home playing with myself for the past year and a half. Um, <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> that sounds wrong. <laughs> yeah, I actually just... Uh, I'm not taking it back. Actually, <laughs> I am not taking that back. I actually just put out an episode with uh, Dan. He was on to talk about the song Electric Car that he did the whole uh, wind arrangement to. Him, he's oh. on it. His brother, Santa Harrison's on it. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that episode just came out. He's a super cool guy. It was really, really fun to talk. He's to a him. really nice guy. He's getting younger as he gets older. <laughs> he's I, he's super cool. Yeah, he is super cool. Yeah, I, I I asked him if he does in fact have a trombone in his closet that's getting really old and decrepit while he remains the same. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> All right, so I realized that the last time we talked was like right on the cusp of the pandemic. If if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, yeah, I tell you, but, yeah, but, it was like last, yeah, it's like tw- tw- January of 2020. Okay, have right. you found any cause and effect between those two events? Because <laughs> if there is, I want out now. No, no, no. You're off the hook. You're off the hook for that. Okay. <laughs> but okay. So we talked about the song Rest a While. So if people want to hear yes. all about your history of being in They Might Be Giants, they will want to go back and listen to that episode for sure if they have not already. Tonight yeah. we're here to talk about a special song. You've actually had your name honored in a couple of songs. We talked about Dan Hickey's actual drums briefly uh, last time. And yeah. <laughs> you've got another song with your name in the title, Dan versus Cog. But apparently this was born out of a little uh, live shtick that I'm not sure if the Giants were calling it this or if it was fans calling calling it Born in a Graveyard, which was a little uh, introduction that went up to Shoehorn with Teeth. Do you have recollection of this live yes. stick? Uh, 
I do. <laughs> I, I'm going to answer now as if I'm in court. Yes, I do. I do recollect that. Not offering any more. Not explaining. Oh, come uh, on. No, yes. <laughs> I, I do. It was, it was, it was so much fun to to have have the spotlight gently guided towards me for for that moment of the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was. Well, they were really great about that because there was not just that, but there was also the drum solo section mm -hmm. where, uh, where Flens would insist I play like other people. Yeah. It's so amazing. So <laughs> and, and I would do my best to accommodate that. The, uh, the person on the, uh, the wiki, the they might be giants wiki put up lyrics to lyrics to born in a graveyard, this introduction part. And this yeah. in particular, while they, they must've varied a lot. This is from October 16th, 1998 at a Bowery ballroom show. And in the beginning, they introduced someone named Rick Rivera to plug in the glockenspiel. Is this one of the, uh, the stage tech guys for the giants? Do you remember Rick Rivera? Yes, I do. I remember him well. He's a very nice guy. Oh. I've got to track him down. Yeah. So I was like, there's a name I don't know. So Track it's... him down in a nice way. Right. Say hello. <laughs> I don't know. In these lyrics, not, it not, says... Not as, in the, 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 not as in the most dangerous game. I must, I must track him down. <laughs> I don't know. In these lyrics, yes. it says that so, you're yeah. a thirsty cyborg no. with a taste for human skin. <laughs> I I am at times thirsty. Other than that, there's some um, creative license. And I like the particular. Uh, it may not have been the same every time, but then it says that after shoehorn is played, uh, uh, Flans would say bye bye Dan. Back to your drums. Back in the back of the stage. You're in a <laughs> you're a prisoner in the world of your own creation. Trapped behind your drums, trapped behind your really expensive drums. He he didn't say that every time, <laughs> but man, was he spot on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what kit you were playing with at the time? Um, I think the whole time I worked with the Giants, I was using my drum workshop turquoise drum kit. Nice. Yeah, except for yeah. when we uh, when we did fly dates where we didn't bring equipment. Right. Mm -hmm. Like when we went to Australia nice. and Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, uh, so then that was updated uh, when the Giants were doing the music to this show called Brave New World. So Brave New World, um, it was on ABC the summer of '99. Uh, uh, Ted Koppel and reported by love. Robert Curlwich. What's that? Ninety nine, the, the summer of love. Yes, <laughs> summer of love. Ninety nine, of course, everyone knows that. So this was kind of coming up on the year two thousand. The overall, uh, the show was about science and technology and how it's changing, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the world and things coming up in the future. Um, yes. And so the episode that this song was on was called "Man and Machine." Now I have never seen an episode of this show. Did you ever see this show? Did you see them when it aired? I I did um, because I learned about it by doing the video with Cog, and so I watched a few episodes. It was, it was cool. I enjoyed it. it. I think it had maybe six episodes. It really did not run very long, but it was it was about science and it was entertaining. So mm -hmm. there's no 
place or that in this world. Oh, it looks like it's got uh, okay, yeah, eight eight episodes. You weren't far far off there, but yeah, the summer of '99 that would have been uh, the summer before I was going into college. So I think I, I had other stuff going on. I don't remember seeing this or knowing that they might be giants were part of it at the time. I didn't know till I think till stuff popped up with uh, the gigantic uh, DVD from the the documentary. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the cog project so this is uh massachusetts institute of technology or as everyone knows it mit Mm -hmm. uh it was a project of the humanoid robotics group and from what i can tell the earliest stuff i could find about it was from 96 and then it sounds like uh the project was stopped in 2003 so when you met cog was 99 and so from what i'm gathering from this thing is that it's supposed to learn from humans and it has like cameras for eyes right so it can see what's going on around it i I don't know can you tell me any more about this thing so it's hard for me to kind of understand just how how it's supposed to pick up on things um because how much was programmed and how much is like cog was very secretive yeah (laughs) yeah Cog didn't share much. <laughs> um, he smelled good, a little <laughs> greasy, but but he smelled nice. Did he have a little tin can uh-huh. that he'd squeeze under his armpit? Uh, uh, only in private. <laughs> Sorry, I was never privy to that. Um, honestly, I don't remember his whole thing. I remember we did talk to his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and his people talk to our people. That's how we arranged the whole thing. Um, <laughs> it was very cool um, because they were, oh, I'm trying to remember specifically, they had some some kind of very small um, specific objectives for what they were trying to work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't for the life of me remember them. <laughs> yeah, I was looking around. The, the website that they have up for this that is <laughs> – clearly from around 99 it still looks like it it is still up the uh the mit site about it and they have um some videos of it uh sawing wood Mm -hmm. uh reaching to a visual target um and these Hmm. are from pretty early on and yeah this this site might be even older than 99 looks like they didn't update it very much um and some social interaction stuff. So Rod Brooks, I think he's the guy that kind of spearheaded this. Um, so as as this professor is kind of interacting and moving around, the cog is following him. And I don't know, it sounds like kind of reacting to him. I don't know. I mean, the cog doesn't say anything, but uh, it's supposed to kind of react to the, no, the um, interaction with someone. Yeah, and and that's techno- in, in the technological world. That is such a long time ago. Um, yeah, there are there are now dancing robots, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's and the interactivity has come so much, so much further. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's not to you know that's not to invalidate Cog for what he is. Oh yeah, I th- I think it's pretty cool. I'm, I yeah. I you know I presume the the, the pronoun he it, they might be better. 
They, yeah, I actually in the uh, frequently asked questions. Yeah, Yeah. in the frequently asked questions, it says they refer to it as it actually, (laughs) because apparently people had asked if it was a boy or a girl, and they said we just call it it. (laughs) Yeah, because cog is not really a gender specific name at all. Right. Yeah. Apparently, Um, cog is a play on both a cog in a machine, but also in cognition. I also came across mm -hmm. that. Um, Yeah, and. Let's see some of the other things. Let's see. So, yeah, there's a lot of cool little videos, very old quality videos, of course, but it does have videos on the site, too, of it drumming as well, which are pretty hilarious. It's, it's captioned as, Cog entertains itself by playing the drums. So I think it was getting a little warm-up to uh, yeah, I, battling you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Cog, I think, suffered from the same problem I do. I, uh, he doesn't like to practice. <laughs> and uh, I think in that case, it showed more with him than it did with me. <laughs> but, uh, so looking at this video, I love how you went all out with that rock and roll look. You got the, the shades inside. You got the leather jacket. You're just like all badass looking, ready to fight this robot. <laughs> Oh, that, well, that's just the way I sit around the house. <laughs> yeah. My comfy leather jacket. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I was representing human drummer kind, so I... Oh, I yeah. To, right. I have to I, put my best foot and face forward. I wonder if they ever dressed up Cog. They really should have given him an outfit. You know? It would have helped. Or a wig no. or something. <laughs> so in this song uh flansburg is rooting for you and linnell is rooting for cog what's what's going on what what happened between it, you and linnell before that <laughs> it, it did appear that way i i don't really i don't remember if there was a specific incident <laughs> or if it was just the dream that Things can be better. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he was just looking to the future. <laughs> this is a pretty cool uh, introduction there. Um, yeah, here they change it to a thirsty drummer with a taste for human beats. And and while Flans is singing that, they show uh, a bunch of uh, pictures of you as a kid and your parents and stuff. It's pretty cool. It, it It's incredibly cool. Um my dad passed last month. My oh, mom passed sorry. about three years ago. And that was, yeah, th- this was over 20 years ago I did that. But Flan said, get a bunch of pictures of, of you, of your mom and your dad. I want to use them in this. And so at that point, I went through the family archives. <laughs> yeah. I just went and found every picture I could. And I now have these these three really huge posters one of my mom one of my dad and one of me and it's really great to have those pictures because they're like from the one of them that that shows in the video is my dad when he was in world war ii mm. and uh and my mom when she was very young and it's just kind of really wonderful and, and beautiful to have those things saved forever and uh in a in a handy poster yeah that's great. It's really kind of great. It, it's yeah, yeah. It's so cool that you had. I mean, you had an excuse to go digging for that kind of stuff for you know this I know. project. Yeah. Yes. 
it, it, yeah and it's the kind of thing that had i not been uh been directed to do it i probably never would have done something right. like that right. so it's, it's really it's really great and i have those i have those right in the house i know exactly where they are that's great that's great so yeah and then Linnell, so Linnell has a like a voice modulator in his voice in this song, and he introduces Cog. And yes, Rodney Brooks is no, 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 that 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 that's that's John's real voice. Oh, that's his real voice. So he's got a modulator on it the rest of the it, time. Yes, yeah, a, a really it. good one. Got it. Okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> so Rodney Brooks' brainchild raised by grad students. He's a thoughtful cyborg with a mind that grows and grows. So I do think what's what's really cool about this project is how how it learns. It sounds like it's not just through programming, but like I was saying before, where it it observes and it shows like they show videos of it with the slinky, like they show a person with the slinky, and then they show mm-hmm. Cog messing with the slinky. It's pretty neat. You know, this, this right now I'm feeling one of those showbiz dilemmas um, because it is the business of show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, Cog was kind of an idiot. <laughs> he really, he, he wasn't, um, he had to be coaxed and helped along with pretty much every activity. <laughs> okay. All right. So he, he, he fooled was, me with editing. Uh, he did not go on to become a dancing robot. He's now not. Yeah, he, he's he's not. He's not one of the premier Japanese robots that that mimics human behavior. Uh, I don't. I wish you'd have him on the podcast too. That would have been nice. Oh, to track him down. Whirring and and buzzing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if only they taught him. To, to speak. Apparently, they were also working on some sort of humanoid face for him. I don't know if that ever got uh, completed, but the like prototype yeah. thing they showed was horrifying <laughs> on the website. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty uh, striking. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so then, uh, funny thing about this song is that it's talking about this drum competition that's going to happen, but the majority of the song really has very little in the way of, of drums. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't is is that irony? <laughs> uh, That's the giants for you, I guess. Cog uh, Cog was kind of irony. <laughs> Cog was a bit irony. A bit but steely. Very so then there's some cool editing, some quick editing, though, that goes into it after that, where uh, you guys are kind of bouncing back and forth with uh, tambourine. I believe he's got some maracas. Is there a cowbell involved oh, yeah. in there somewhere? He, play, he played a cowbell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And also like a, I don't know, some sort of metallophone. I don't know if it's a, it a glockenspiel. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was playing. I don't think it was a glockenspiel. Yeah. It's definitely something bigger than that. Um. Well, Cog's much smaller than you think. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess it's hard to tell because you're you're sitting down. He's kind of he's over yeah. your shoulder for a lot yes. of it, which makes him seem I, kind of menacing. Right. No, it's just the the, the mystery of television. You just <laughs> presume things, and especially anything mimicking human appearance, you presume okay, it must be human size. Right. Right. Nope. <laughs> nope. So. <He> was, <laughs> So then, it was this big. Oh yeah, yeah, two inches tall. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thinking of camera he, angles. He's actually this. This. This is not my earbud case. This is my cog case. I okay. did break him. Oh, 
There he is. Sarai Khan. Sarai. Sarai. He has learned to talk, but very minimally. So then after that, Cog gets his time to shine, and his solo on the snare drum is pretty hilarious. And I'll drop a clip of it in here for people. It is, it's pretty funny, just like, you know, could, you know, when you're teaching a new drummer, you got to teach them to not, uh, you know, strangle the stick. There is supposed to be, you know, some <laughs> looseness there. Um, yes. But the way that Cog plays, he's just like kind of dropping the sticks on the head. Brrr. Yeah. Brrr. <laughs> he, 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 I think he felt it was, we were wasting his valuable time. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like With if they revved up his arms a little suit. bit, he might have gotten a decent buzz roll because he was really getting that that buzz going. You you know, uh, uh, a couple springs in the right place. Yeah, yeah. He could have <laughs> he could have nailed the buzz roll. And then yeah, and then following his little performance, you just busted into this huge fill. And one of my favorite things about the huge fill is that it ends. It cuts to you playing orchestral. Crash symbols, hand crash symbols, <laughs> which is fantastic. <laughs> and then after that, so then the Johns take their corners there. We've got uh, Flans. <laughs> that drummer guy is amazing. And Linnell goes, no. <laughs> He plays with so much emotion. No. <laughs> human beats and Linnell's human beats are stale. Cog has the future sound. Flansburg, but I like the human feel and Linnell and you're getting old. One of those common Giants themes. Yes. Old and, and older, right? <laughs> and son of a bitch if they weren't right. Yeah. <laughs> And, and Flans, yeah, John, whose side are you on? And Linnell says, it's over, baby. <laughs> In that robot voice, it's just a perfect ending to that song. Mm-hmm. So what, um, when you were recording this song, now, how much was recorded, was the music recorded separately? I mean, other than the, um, well, how much was studio recorded and how much was recorded like while you were taping the show? Um, I, I'm trying to remember, but I think we, we just went to a studio. Um, oh, you know what? We we were, I think at that point we were doing Malcolm in the middle incidental music a lot. So we were in the studio all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think we just, one of the afternoons, we just threw the recording in there and -hmm. then we did the video shoot with the band at one location. And then the drumming against Cog was actually at MIT. Yeah, cool. Um, which was fun. So, yeah, looking at this song, like the song as a whole is pretty simple. It's very laid back. I mean, the chord yes. progression. I mean, someone actually did tab out the chord progression on the wiki. <laughs> really? Because they do everything. Yeah. <laughs> D minor, F, G, F. It's, D minor, F, it's A. A. <laughs> no, it's, it's a story song. Yeah. It's like, it's like a Pete Seeger folk song. It's just telling go. a little tale. Yeah. It's the, the latest version of John Henry. Yeah, there you go. Only neither of us died at the end of it. Oh, thank God. Well, I mean, Cog, you know, 2003, it sounds like that's when he uh, 
you know, got the hey, power man, off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who ended up winning that battle ultimately? Or he escaped. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I see pictures of him in them. They say, you know, <laughs> if your robot escapes, the project's kind of done. And they might not want to have said that. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, isn't the uh, the frequently answered questions on the uh, COG website? It actually has: uh, Are you worried that your robot might get too intelligent or too powerful? And they said, "No, we have programmed programmed the robot to spare our lives in the event that it ever attempts to organize its brethren in a bloody revolution against the human race." <laughs> Prime directive: Very uh, important. Very important. Yeah, th- you guys should have taken Cog on the road, honestly. Right? It's never too late. Yeah, seriously, bust them out of that museum, get them, get them out there. You know, you should take them out with uh, next time you go with uh, with Dan Levine. You know, bring Cog along. I wonder if they parted him out, or if he is somewhere in the closet intact. I think he is. He is in display on uh, at the MIT Museum, from what I have read. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know what? Well, I'll have to visit. Mhm. Yeah. So I was looking. Yeah. So there's a page on Wikipedia for the cog. Oh, here it says the development of a human-like face for cog. It says complete. So they did finish that face, but I can't find anything with a human-like face on it in any pictures. Well, whose version of a human-like face is it? Well. I mean, like I said, I saw these prototype things. You know, it's it's a flesh-colored, smushy thing, and it's yeah. just like horrifying. Maybe, maybe Cog designed his own face to mimic what he thought all humans should look like. Mm, I see. Yeah. <laughs> trying to recreate us in his own image. Right. So yeah, so no no live versions of this one, obviously. So. I don't, I've, you no, know, I, no. I was thinking, I was like, well, usually there's a cover section in these episodes. I'm like, ah, there aren't going to no. be any covers. I went and looked anyway. There are no covers. I searched YouTube. I, I searched Bandcamp. Yeah. I searched SoundCloud. No covers. It's, it, it, it's not really a standalone song. Yeah. It's, it is very much part of the video. Right. I, I watched the video uh, for the first time in many, many years just this afternoon. And uh, it was very entertaining. Yeah. I thought it was really done well. Definitely. Um, <laughs> and and Flens directed it. Flens was the director of the video. Oh, cool. And I, I think he did a really great job. I also like the the ending. There's another little robot that kind of creeps along the floor there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know what? I think, I think I don't remember what that robot was. I don't know if that was an MIT thing or... Or something they found in a local store. <laughs> Just Flan's pet. <laughs> His pet robot. Don't, don't know. I guess the only thing left to do then is to score this song. Now, even though, like you said, it's it's kind of a specialty song, a story song, but taking it for what it is, mm-hmm. Dan versus Cog, we're going to score this song out of 10 against the They Might Be Giants canon. So it's going up against some Titans. W- w- what do you think you would rate oh, this? Oh, wow. Let's see. What is it worth? What is it better than? Um, <laughs> I can remember some really bad feedback one night. <laughs> it's better than that. Um, there was 
Uh, there was one show. There was a New Year's show where we we did two shows in one night, and after the first show, we started celebrating New Year's. Um, the song is better than that second show. Um, <laughs> too much celebrating going on in between. Um, <laughs> too much, an appropriate amount. Yeah. <laughs> for it depends on what your objective is. Um, how would you score this? Uh, what is the lowest rated song so far? Ooh. And what is it rated at? Uh, the lowest rated and, one by me is On Earth by Nina from Long Tall Weekend, which there's no drums on, so it's nothing against you on that one. I gave that a 3.5. Um, I, uh, it's, I don't remember that one. Because you didn't play it. I want that album. It's the very last song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or wait, no, that, that is some music yeah, that comes after. Yeah. That, that very likely is... That's very likely a song they just did at home all by themselves. Yeah, it's actually um, just Linnell. It's, it's, you should check it out. It's a very weird song. It's just Linnell acapella. That's it. Oh, wow. And what's the title of it again? It's called On Earth My Nina. It's actually a very interesting song because he came up with the words when he heard your song Thunderbird played backwards. <laughs> which is a very little thing to do but the the, the end one results, of many yes. songs that he's come up at that there it is man uh I, the internet's fun I, I i have the lyrics up here now i just just typed it in and sure enough there it is there it is all right i'll check it out at some point uh, um you know as I was telling Cog, as we were sitting down, having a smoke and drinking some coffee between takes, <laughs> um, I really don't appreciate music um, being turned into a competition. It kind of clouds the import of it. And what I love about it is it, it's not about best or worst. or It's just it's just trying to make you feel something mm -hmm. um true with art and entertainment in a lot of ways um so to <clears throat> i i do it too i i don't know why that need to rate compare you know it still goes on beetles or stones right <laughs> yeah. shits and giggles. Well, right which hmm, it's an interesting pairing that but uh yeah <laughs> no i i'm i'm not saying it shouldn't but let's let's give it a five let's give every song a five give every song a five <laughs> you know i wasn't going to be far off from there every it's song a, is as you know, good as every other song right, a, but, everything's all mediocre yeah. <laughs> no it's not mediocre if everything's there that's as good as anything gets oh okay nothing's better than that i see i see all right, yeah, I was going to go uh, 4.5 because it does serve this very specific purpose and it is very fun. But, like, if you were making a They Might Be Giants mixtape for somebody, you probably wouldn't put this on it. Unless it was the Dan Hickey featured solo yeah. hour mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Or, or 
if it was the single song of songs that are about Dan Hickey, then right. you could put that one in. <laughs> that. And Dan Hickey's actual drums. Yeah. <laughs> and you no, can mention no. yeah, you can mention other songs too. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So the last thing to do is there are there any is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want point to point people towards or anything like that? You know what? I saw I saw something on Facebook the other day. Uh, it was just a dopey meme, and I actually liked it. Uh, I had this big long setup, blah blah blah, whatever. But the the final the final message of it was the only thing we really have control over in life is how kind we are to other people, mm. and how kind we are to ourselves, and. Um, just being aware of those two things um, can only make things better. Yeah. And I'm trying to do that. And it's it's fun and it's funny looking at, at this work I did so many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're plugging uh, kindness. I'm pl- you know I'm plugging kindness and growth. And personal growth, because <laughs> it's worth the trouble. I like that. I like that. And, and what the hell? Oh, and, and sometime this year, I'll probably have a record out. You should all buy that. Ooh, all but, right. Uh, a, a solo record? Probably, yes. Nice. Is that why the... Uh, Possibly completely so. Nice. And is that why the, the new studio is getting built behind you? Yes. <laughs> I've cracked the case. Well, Cog was the chief engineer. People can find This Might Be a Podcast at thismightbeapodcast.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere else. Email me, thismightbeapod at gmail. You can send me voicemails at 224-801-2930. And rate and review the podcast wherever the places let you do that. And Dan Hickey, thanks again for being on the show, man. Oh, you're very thank you so much for asking me. Um, I really appreciate it. And and again, you know, you you, you helped me look back at, at a really fun time and this really great experience. And, yeah. Uh, and man, it's weird seeing yourself that much younger. <laughs> I know you've got this documentation of uh, your younger self. It, it's like, oh yeah, ages. okay. I I was in fact younger. <laughs> half yeah. a lifetime ago and so, now you're older than you've ever been words to live by <laughs> for as long as you can possibly do it that drummer guy's amazing oh. he plays with so much emotion oh. human beats are stale cog has the future sound You're getting old John, whose side are you on? It's over, baby